It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Takeaways from Ohio State's game against the Akron Zips. Who is the better quarterback in the Big Ten, C.J. Stroud or Talia Tungavailoa? And who is the bigger competition for Ohio State, Penn State or Michigan? All that and more in this episode of Locked on Buckeyes with managing editor from Saturday Tradition, Dustin Schutte. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast and Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am oh so excited about this fun conversation that I had with Dustin Schutte from Saturday Tradition about the Ohio State Buckeyes. A lot of talk about C.J. Stroud, Kyle McCord, Jack Miller, and some future opponents for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm going to back away, bring in Mr. Dustin Schutte, the managing editor from Saturday Saturday Tradition, as Sam and I talk Ohio State football, Ohio State quarterbacks. Who might be the biggest test for Ohio State down the road? And joining us now here on Locked on Buckeyes, it is Dustin Schutte, the managing editor of Saturday Tradition covering the Big Ten Football Conference. Dustin, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jay. We're about to dive headfirst into the uh, thick of the Big Ten season. We we got our appetizer with the non-conference games. It was fun, but this is the meat and potatoes. This is the buffet, right? I'm, I'm ready to dive in now. Yes, it is. I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm excited to see how Ohio State looks the rest of the way. Dustin, you cover the conference, and by covering the conference, you have to look at the who's at the top of, ahead of the table, the Ohio State football team. How have you assessed them, and how do you think they have looked through this portion of the season? Well, I think it's fair to say that Ohio State probably has underperformed through their first four games. You look at the loss to Oregon, that was a game that it was kind of a dangerous game, but a lot of people kind of looked at it as a game that Ohio State should win. Maybe it'll be uncomfortable. The the uncomfortable part to me was really the week after when you played Tulsa in a four-quarter game. That was a team that came in winless, and you really struggled on both balls. So I think there's been some disappointment, but I don't, I'm not in that same mindset that the sky is falling in Columbus. They're coming off of a big win over Akron. They covered a massive spread, right? They win that game 59 to 7. Uh, so things look really good. They look a lot better defensively. I think what we have to remember is this was a really young team kind of thrown into the fire. They have to go on the road and play Minnesota in week one. And that, uh, in an atmosphere where you haven't had fans uh, attending games, at least in max capacity, they obviously had fans last year in the bowl games. Um, but they had to play in front of a hostile sold out crowd in Minnesota. Then you have to play a really good Oregon team that had Joe Moorhead on the sidelines. He had success when he was at Penn state against Ohio state. 
and the defense was just so young. And then the other thing I got to thinking about with that Tulsa performance, yeah, it was ugly, but Ryan Day made a change at defensive coordinator. You know, Matt Barnes is calling the defense now. Kerry Coombs is not in that role any longer. So there's going to be an adjustment period. So I think Ryan Day making that call on the defensive side heading into the Tulsa game was the right decision. You don't want to make that move when you get into conference play. You don't want to make that decision before you play Rutgers, which looked pretty good against Michigan. You don't want to make that call, you know, in late October or early November. So I think there's still some growing pains going on with this team. You can't expect C.J. Stroud or Kyle McCord to come in and be the next Justin Fields. He was a guy who's a once-in-a-lifetime type of quarterback, uh, a guy who many regard as maybe one of the best quarterbacks in Ohio State history, and that's really saying something. Just look at the two guys before him, J.T. Barrett and Dwayne Haskins. Those guys were pretty good too. So, you know, I think it's fair to say that there's been some disappointment, but this is still a team that's a, a top-three team in the Big Ten East right now. And, you know, who knows? I'm Until they get dethroned, I'm not going to count out the, the Ohio State Buckeyes in terms of the Big Ten championship race. Over the next few weeks, do you think the inexperience that we have seen through the first four games will hinder them in, the, say, the next, well, in the month of October? Because I believe that Ohio State has a, two games, a bye week, and then one more game. Do you think you'll start to see some more experience play from the inexperienced players? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's all part of the process. The, these kids had to be thrown into the fire. Like I said, it's almost a blessing and a curse. And you got yeah, you kind of yeah. go back to that 2014 season when they had some inexperience, especially when you look at the quarterback position that year. They lost that week two game to Virginia Tech, but but that almost was a rallying cry. And I feel like there's some sense of that going on. Now, I don't know that Ohio State is nearly as talented as that 2014 team or even as talented as last year's team. But Maybe the, the more fair comparison is you look at 2018. Ohio State was not good on the defensive side of the ball that season. They still had a lot of explosiveness offensively. And when I look at what they have with Travion Henderson out of the backfield, he's been a great surprise. He's got over 400 yards on 40-some on carries and, and six touchdowns. He's been able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave all have over 250 receiving yards and three touchdowns. This team has some serious weapons. C.J. Stroud has been good. Kyle McCord was really good in his first game against Akron. So I think these guys are learning on the fly, and we'll see. The one thing I would say is you're a little bit farther behind the eight ball than right now Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State. But, you know, we're going to see. We're going to find out. That 2018 team still figured out a way to win a Big Ten championship with a not-so-good defense. So that's why I'm not ruling Ohio State out. I like I like Ryan Day. For the most part, I like that staff he's assembled in Columbus. I just I, I think it's still too early to tell. We're gonna find out a lot. The, the good thing for Ohio State is when you're thrown into the fire, I've said that phrase eight times already in the show. Uh, but when you have that kind of circumstance, when you have to play Minnesota, when you have to play Oregon right out of the gate, the big moment kind of finds you. And so now maybe that helps Ohio State not be intimidated by Michigan State, by Michigan, by Penn State. Some of these other teams they have to play and some of these other environments they're going to have to go into. So we'll find out, I think, as the season goes along. But I think that that was kind of a blessing to play those two games early in the season, even though they dropped one of them. All right, college football fanatics. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks offers every sport you could think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world. 
and offers all the star players of the Power 5 as well as mid-major players as well. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i'm not gonna lie to you it's kind of weird that people are saying michigan state as far as like one of the better teams <laughs> in the big 10 east the yeah. final years of uh what's the name dan tony uh dan dan yeah, tony. Yeah, this final years of Michigan State and East Lansing, they weren't really good. And so seeing what Mel Tucker has done in year two now as the head man in East Lansing, it's really impressive. And I think that they're going to be a tough out for everybody else in the Big Ten. If you're not ready, Michigan State will startle you. They'll stun you. And if Ohio State's not ready down the road, they could shock the Buckeyes as well. Yeah, I think when you look at what Michigan State has done, and I go back to we were you were there, Jay, Big Ten Media Days, and Mel Tucker was, you know, he was emphatic. This is not year one for me. This is year two. We need to start yeah. to see results, and you know that was a that was kind of a character defining moment for Mel Tucker, in my opinion, because he had every excuse in the world to say, you know what, this is going to be our year one, uh, because when he took over that job, he, you know, Mark D'Antonio stepped away the day before National Signing Day in 2020. He didn't have an entire offseason. His entire staff wasn't even in Michigan until the fall, really, because of the pandemic, because of the shutdown. And they were still able to manage to win two games. They beat Michigan, and they beat a top-10 Northwestern team at the time. And he was really able to kind of get to know his roster. And he has that phrase, compete to play, compete to stay. And a lot of guys that didn't buy into that hit the transfer portal. He was able to bring in some guys from the transfer portal. And he had he was able to assemble not a great recruiting class, but but guys that fit that kind of mold. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you're seeing is you see a team that has maybe more so than any other team in the Big Ten right now has taken on and embraced his personality. That's a hard physical team. Uh, and you saw it. They fought till the very end. They should have lost that Nebraska game probably three different times, but they fought, they scratched and clawed. And that's what I think you're going to see out of this Mel Tucker team, not just this season, but further down the road. I don't know that they're quite there yet. I don't know that they quite have the depth to win a Big Ten title, but could they beat anybody on any given Saturday? Absolutely. Great thing to say. Great way to say it as well. The quarterbacks. Let's move right to the quarterbacks. Going into the season, Dustin, 
I don't think you nor I or anybody thought Ohio State would play three quarterbacks through four games in the season, only one of them being injured, C.J. Stroud missing the game against Akron, kind of a game that he could miss. Ohio State has never been fully healthy on the offensive side. Starting center Harry Miller has not played yet this year. Backup Luke Whipler has looked pretty good in the starting role this year so far. But you got three guys now. You got Stroud, who started three games. McCord started one. You got Jack Miller, the third, who came in the second half against Akron. You got to see a little bit of every of every quarterback. One guy was hurt. His play kind of showed there's something wrong other than his mind and what he's seeing while playing the football. What have you seen from all three of these quarterbacks so far? Yeah, I mean, I think you just see a, a, a young room, right? I, I mean, we, we talked about all offseason. This was an Ohio State team that would usher in a new quarterback, regardless of who it was, who hadn't thrown a pass in college. And that makes a big difference. Uh, and especially when you consider the, the expectations in Columbus every year. There's not – everybody talks about this is not a program that rebuilds. They reload. So the expectation is always for Ohio State to have – a good quarterback, a great quarterback. And I think that CJ Stroud has been maybe a little bit unfairly judged. I mean, this is a guy who has eight touchdowns to three interceptions. Has he missed his targets at times? Absolutely. But as you mentioned, they've had some issues um, on the offensive line with some guys rotating, some guys being there. They lost some, some key pieces from that team a season ago. Um, There's been some, there's been some shuffling in the backfield, you know? And mm-hmm. and so I think there's a lot of factors at play. And we just learned from Ryan Day that last week, you know, he had a, a bit of a show. So that might be affecting his performance too. I thought Kyle McCord did a great job to kind of step in. He got rattled early in that game against Akron. But when you're playing in front of a crowd of 100,000 people, I mean – I, you know, I, I get nervous if I walk into a Wendy's and there's like 20 people around me. What am I going <laughs> to order, you know? So uh, to me, I don't put too much into the, the early season struggles because this is a difficult game. There's a there's a big adjustment period. And again, who are you comparing him to? A lot of people I think are comparing C.J. Stroud to Justin Fields, and that's really not fair for him, especially as a freshman, um, basically a freshman who played, who had one big run last season against Michigan State. So I like what I see. Is there some room for improvement? Absolutely. But I do think that with Ryan Day's experience, his ability to develop Dwayne Haskins, his ability to to develop Justin Fields, I think that this is going to be one of the more consistent teams. Maybe we don't see it this season, but moving forward, I think that this is a really good quarterback room. I still think that these guys could walk into probably – you know, seven, eight, nine locker rooms in the Big Ten and probably be the day one starter. There's just a learning process and everything ma- is magnified because it's at Ohio State. I mean, you you talk about a first year quarterback. If he's at any other program other than Ohio State, and you're talking about a three and one start. Most coaches are going to be pretty happy with that. But because it's Ohio State, you got to live with those expectations. And I think that's part of the problem. But overall, I think C.J. Stroud has has looked just fine. I thought Kyle McCord stepped in and, and played really well. And then Jack Miller, we don't know. He hasn't seen a lot of time, but I think he's he's also been just fine in the reps that he has gotten on the field. So it sounds – So I'm not going to say it sounds like. I'm just going to ask you the question. Should Stroud start or should McCord start? I think it's still C.J. Stroud. I think in terms of his mobility, if he's healthy, I should throw that out there. If he's fully healthy and capable, I still think right now he's Ohio State's best option to win. And obviously Ryan Day, look, he, he's really smart, and, and he knows what 
what he sees in practice. Um, and so there's reason to believe that C.J. Stroud is that guy. Now, if if things go off the rails, if he struggles against Rutgers and some of these other opponents that Ohio State has coming up down the stretch, you know, why not make a change? But right now, I still think I, I like what I've seen out of C.J. Stroud. He's managed the game well. Has he missed some throws? Yes, but let's see what happens when we get into the thick of the Big Ten season. Maybe a good thing was he did sit down and watch the game from the sidelines. That might help him kind of slow the game down. Even though it was against Akron, maybe he was able to see some of these things that he's not typically able to see, giving him a new perspective. I'm really interested to see what he does against this Rutgers defense coming up uh, because that might be the spark he needs to really get the, the ball rolling here in Columbus. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at BetOnline. Dot A-G. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. I'm going to do something quickly. I'm going to kind of change things up a little bit. I'm going to go through some stats. I mentioned a quarterback to you off air. There's a quarterback in the Big Ten that many people may know of as little, little Tua, Tua's brother, Talia Tungavailoa, over in Maryland. So far this year, his stats go like this. One, one, 111 for 147, 75.5% completion percentage, 1,340 yards. He has 10 touchdowns, one interception. He is one quarterback and maybe the only quarterback in the Big Ten that I might say, if you put him in Ohio State, he starts right away. He's been special to me since yeah. since I've seen him play at Maryland last year. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was actually pretty nervous last year going into the Maryland game, not because I thought Ohio State was going to lose, but because I thought he was going to light Ohio State up with his passes. And that passing attack, if they move the ball once again to a rhythm, they're very hard to stop. I think last year, I don't have to think, last year he was a 61.5% completion percentage. This year already at 75.5. Now last year he played, uh, they played four, so this is four games and four games. So it's equal sample size, four games last year, four games this year. You already see the improvement. He has more passing yards, more touchdowns, less interceptions all through four games. He might be the only guy in a Big Ten football conference that could come to Ohio State and start. 
And I don't know, Dustin, do you think he would come in and dethrone C.J. Stroud as he's starting quarterback at Ohio State? Well, that, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> but what I will say is I do agree with you. I don't know if he would dethrone C.J. Stroud. Probably so because he has the experience, so that mm-hmm. might give him the leg up. Um, I, I think he's really talented. The one consistency, and, you know, I mentioned this, when I ranked my quarterbacks, Talia has been number one pretty consistently throughout this season. And, and I know we're still early, and I know that some teams have played tougher competition than what Maryland has seen. But the way he operates in Mike's, Mike Loxley's offense, the way he's able to get the ball to guys like Dante Dimas, Rakeem Jarrett, Jayshon Jones, some of those other weapons that they have at the wide receiver position, I mean, it's really impressive. And I think what impressed me most is you talk about the numbers, but you go back to that Illinois game when Maryland was down by seven points uh, late in that contest. He completed all but one of his passes for over 100 yards, set up a game-tying touchdown pass, and then set up the game-winning field goal attempt for Maryland to get them to 3-0. and He is very poised under pressure. He understands, Mike, he understands Mike Loxley's offense, and they have so many playmakers that it makes life e- easy for him. Like It's almost like a mirror when you look at Maryland and, and Ohio State, and I, don't think, I, I still think Ohio State is way more talented, but in terms of the playmakers they have on the perimeter, I mean, I, I think Maryland's wide receiver core is, if not the best in the Big Ten, it's, it's probably top three. So I just think he operates so well. He's very cool, calm, and collected. Even in these late-game situations, he's played really well. As you mentioned, he's only had one turnover, so he's not making – you know, he's not feast or famine. He's not a guy that's going to turn the ball over. He's very intelligent. His completion rate is through the roof. I mean, I hate to make this comparison because Joe Burrow was, again, one of those once-in-a-lifetime type players. Mm -hmm. But in terms of understanding the offense, not making big mistakes – getting the easy completions, but still being able to stretch the field. I think he's very much Joe Burrow-esque in that regard. Now we'll see what happens when he has to take on the brunt of this Big Ten East schedule, but right now he's playing at such a high level. I, I think he could probably be the one quarterback that could walk in just about every quarterback room in the Big Ten and be the day one starter. Who do you think, I want to end with this here, who do you think will be the biggest test for Ohio State going throughout the rest of the season? I'm going to give you two schools. Penn State, which is a home game for Ohio State, or Michigan, which is a road game in Ann Arbor? So I'm going to dismiss Michigan right now Okay, for no other reason other than I'll see it when I believe it. And my explanation behind this is Michigan has had some really good teams that should have beaten Ohio State, Mm -hmm. and they just choked away the moment. I don't like to say that, but I don't know how else to describe it. And you look at what Michigan did against Rutgers. They dominated pretty much that entire first half. And then they kind of took their foot off the gas in the second half. So that gives me concern. I still think Michigan looks a lot better than they did a season ago and are still one of the top contenders to Ohio State. But, I, again, when when you've lost this many in a row, eight, eight straight and your last one was, what, 2011, it's hard for me to say that Michigan's the biggest contender. On the other side, I really like what I see out of Penn State. To me, the way that Sean Clifford is operating that offense, he understands Mike Yurcich's offense. He seems to be – they seem to be gelling really well, uh, and that's a huge thing for that offense. You're seeing new wrinkles each and every week, which I think is good, especially when you consider how poorly Ohio State's defense has played. Um, the defense from Penn State is has been outstanding. I mean, their secondary is really good. Arnold Ibakiti on the front line has been outstanding. They're getting some good uh, uh, linebacker play from, from, uh, from Brandon Smith and, and some of those other guys. So – 
to me, Penn State, even though that's a home game for Ohio State, right now the way they are playing on both sides of the ball is why I think that Penn State's the biggest threat outside, you know, other than uh, some of these other teams, as we mentioned, Michigan State maybe gets an upset or somebody else on that schedule. But to me, I think Penn State is the top contender. I think they're playing like the best team in the Big Ten right now. So I think that that's the one game Penn State needs to have circled and underlined because I think the Nittany Lions have the chance to dethrone the Buckeyes this year. That'll definitely be a battle at the end of October. Dustin, Shooty, this has been a lot of fun. If you could, let everyone know where they can connect with you on Twitter and where they can read some of your work as well. Yeah, it's always fun to come on this podcast, Jay. I really appreciate it. And uh, you can find all my stuff at SaturdayTradition.com. You can follow me on Twitter at ShootyCFB, at S-C-H-U-T-T-E-C-F-B, or follow us at Tradition on Twitter. And if you love Big Ten football, we have Big Ten football coming at you 24-7, all 14 teams. And uh, like I said, we're getting into the meat of the Big Ten season now. So now is when our site really starts to ramp up and, and dive all in on this, this football season. Yes, Dustin, you do a phenomenal job. I thank you for coming on as well. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. We'll be back here the rest of the week getting you ready for this weekend's matchup against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. A, a big matchup, maybe a tougher matchup than many people think, and we'll get you ready for that all week long. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.